You're listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world and next to no cost with credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Thanks for joining me for today's episode, Is Points and Miles Too Good to Be True? Since I started with the Miles and Points game in 2018, I've heard lots of skepticism from people who likely don't know much about this hobby. What's the catch? This sounds too good to be true. It sounds like a scam. Is it all fraud, as past podcast guest Bobby Beatty jokes about? I first started talking to friends, some family members, and then coworkers about my newfound Miles and Points hobby, hoping that since I improve my life, mentally, financially, and otherwise, with Points and Miles, they can benefit too. Unfortunately, many either don't take action or think it's all fraud. All fraud. Why would banks, companies, travel loyalty programs, grocery stores, and many other places give out so much? You travel so often, Justin. It can't possibly be as good as you say it is. How do you do all that? What's really going on? (laughs) One of my favorite wins in the credit card space is getting welcome offers from credit cards, like the Chase Sapphire Preferred credit card, which I often recommend. Spend $4,000 in 90 days and get, at least in August of 2023, 60,000 bonus points worth at least $600 in cash or more for travel. When getting a new credit card, simply shift expenses to the new card to reach the minimum spend requirement. Get the bonus, consider adding new cards for high welcome offers, rinse and repeat. Easy game, right? Why are banks so generous, you might wonder. How do you do it, Justin? Why does this exist? It's possible to win the miles and points game when you're financially responsible. Other good traits include high self-control, organization, and attention to task. Hopefully, you're embracing the frugal life, or if you're spending money on certain luxuries, you can afford what you're buying. In many cases, organization is needed to keep track of your accounts and benefits, which I don't think is difficult when using technology and apps, including Google Calendar, Google Sheets, Evernote, and whatever else works for you. I usually set aside about an hour each week to check all my accounts, make sure everything is what it should be. And that's because I have lots and lots of accounts. Your commitment with maybe one or two credit cards, one or two bank accounts is probably far less. Sadly, to be frank, some people are not financially responsible and find themselves in significant credit card debt, paying high interest rates. Maybe someone lost a job or had a medical emergency and didn't have much money saved. Whatever the case, Banks are definitely making money because others pay credit card interest. Banks also win when people pay credit card annual fees, either not using credit card benefits that can justify paying the annual fees, or they don't spend enough in bonus categories to help offset these annual fees. I pay many annual fees, personally, but when I do, I only pay annual fees when they're worth paying. I win partially because others lose. Banks also win because they charge fees for merchants who use their services. One thing you probably won't hear from Dave Ramsey, one of the most foolish and uninformed credit card critics, who somehow is still respected by major online publications who claim he is a financial expert, is that people use cash and debit. They're often paying fees passed on to merchants, and they're getting nothing in return. Consider your last visit to a major grocery store chain. Your $100 or so transaction likely had the same price tag whether you paid with cash, debit, or credit. The grocer likely baked in merchant fees from payment processors as part of that transaction, and those few percentage points, especially from Amex cards in many cases, add to big profits for banks. Banks also win because people aren't super users like myself. 
since I use credit for higher business-related expenses and creative spending, as I've discussed in previous episodes, I get far more rewards than people who only use credit for just some purchases. No matter what, banks will make merchant transaction fees on my transactions at grocery stores, for example, but I'm not paying credit card interest. I'm paying balances in full. I'm using credit card benefits, and I'm ultimately winning. Maybe banks lose money to me, but they win from others paying interest on significant credit card debt. Surely banks understand that, yes, we're going to pay out high welcome bonuses and some benefits, but in the end, we win overall. The situation of some winners among a crowd of losers is not too much different than in-person or online casinos. They pay tons of money for customer acquisition and advertising, knowing that, yeah, they'll give away random pots and pans to slot players who come in on a certain day, but then the slot players will continue to give up a 5-10% to house edge, come to the casino to pick up these random gifts. I'm more than happy to, with online casinos, take advantage of deposit offers, sign-up offers, odds boosts for sports, and much more to play with an edge. But I only play with an edge, much different than people who tell me stories about straight-up gambling playing roulette on their phones while they're sitting on a toilet. The online casino maybe gave up a few hundred dollars in getting that customer, but then the customer gave up far more. Now that we understand how the banks win, after they attract financially irresponsible people, I'd like to address some mindset objections. I've heard, this seems too complicated. I can't possibly do this for many. Indeed, at a high level with the hobby, and probably every hobby, it can seem difficult because you aren't yet in the game, and this is new information. But after starting small, doing research, and listening to past podcast episodes here, you can learn how to make the system work for you rather than being worked by the system. This is one hobby that pays you. Your effort results in, as I mentioned in many other episodes, making money, saving money, and traveling at low cost. I wasn't brought up in a rich household that silver spoon-fed me information about miles and points. I'm not performing brain surgery. Indeed, I have self-control. I like math like the rest of America. America, of course, likes math. America loves math. I also love the game-like element of this hobby, trying to figure out a puzzle and maximize returns. I've loved card, board, and role-playing games for most of my life. In many ways, the credit card hobby is like playing Dungeons & Dragons, or the recently released PC game Baldur's Gate 3. I'm trying to maximize damage output with spells and items, find synergy between party members, use rules to my advantage, and learn from experimentation. Here's my Amex Gold card for plus 4 or 4x at grocery stores. Here's my Altitude Reserve for plus 4.5 or 4.5% whenever mobile wallet payments are possible. Oh, interesting, I'm going to get reimbursed by MGM Casinos for up to a $600 flight, and I can book with United Quest credit card for an additional $125 rebate? Oh, I don't have to pay a credit card balance in full for 12 months? Okay, let's park the extra money in a high-earning checking account like Juno for 5%. Oh, you can indirectly use credit to gamble with an advantage? You can find many interesting plays in Miles and Points, like you'll stack barrels, also in Baldur's Gate 3. I'm regularly looking for ways to gain an edge. Reselling popular low-stock items on eBay, seeing opportunities through loyalty programs, signing up for rewards at restaurant for birthday offers, buying extra low-cost phones to automate free-to-play casino apps with auto-clicker apps, and so much more. This hobby morphed me into a hustler, looking for ways to win that people usually overlook or don't optimize. I cashed in that free breakfast, birthday breakfast at Denny's earlier today and walked out with a $0.00 receipt. But how many enter and end up spending $10 or more when they never would have gone otherwise? I didn't even buy coffee. I had water, and I gladly put Splenda inside that water and stirred it. 
Why would I spend money for coffee when I have the Panera Sip Club right down the street? Be smart and optimize rather than foolishly spending money, whether it's Denny's or credit cards. There's no catch when you understand the game you're playing and adjust accordingly to win it. Some are skeptical about miles and points because they're closed-minded. They don't know the information, so they doubt it. They're too entrenched in the fraud reality that travel's expensive, travel's only for rich people, or this is only something people can do once in a lifetime or once a year. They think credit, I've heard this, is only for emergencies, and they don't understand how they can use it to their advantage. They think, like that fool Dave Ramsey, that using credit means someone will go into debt and overspend, which of course is false, and maybe a projection on their part, that because they think they will overspend, that others too will overspend. They haven't thought of stacking opportunities like using a grocery multiplier credit card to buy discounted gift cards and earning points to pay $0 for gas or food. They think loyalty programs are a waste of time because they didn't figure out how to use them well. Oh, how many times at Acme I've cashed out $20 rewards for groceries while others didn't even want to enter a phone number at the kiosk. They think credit may just be too tempting to max out on useless things. They haven't reject mindless consumerism. Indeed, many won't be responsible with credit, but just because some people lose the miles and points game does not mean no one can win. Don't just take my word for it, but consider listening to past podcast episodes, including guests' experiences. If you're still skeptical, research yourself, go directly to card issuers' website, see welcome offers, card benefits, and explore more on the internet. Yes, it's no surprise I'm making money from this podcast, and people who support my content through referral links or subscribing to my Subscribestar page. I suppose I'm an evil business owner if you want to think that, but I'm not much different than others who host podcasts making money talking about different topics, or really selling anything. I'm here to make at least some money. I'm not evil for that. (laughs) However, this podcasting money isn't huge. If I really was all about the money, I'd probably make popular video game content. I'd make pop culture content. I'd appeal to the masses who have no interest in this hobby. They'd prefer to mindlessly scroll through TikTok for three hours a day. I still really enjoy this years later. It's nice to learn from others, make some money myself, and help others travel while being more financially independent. As past podcast guest Bobby Beattie said, there's gold in the streets and you just have to pick it up. At a really basic level, the miles and points hobby is really easy money for low effort for people who can be motivated and financially responsible. I hope you too can win with miles and points. And if you're still skeptical, give it a shot. Refuse to submit to the fraud reality of the war on happiness that is often self-imposed. Stop telling lies like travel is expensive, banks are evil, miles and points is all a scam, or points and miles is just not worth it. Put in some effort and have discipline. You too can achieve major wins and unlock a world of travel, more financial independence, tons of free stuff, and elevated travel experiences. What a great equalizer I think this hobby can be. Whether you're working a minimum wage job or making $100,000 or more a year, you can win with some effort and discipline. You can travel like rich people travel. You too can make money from financial products and use credit to make money like rich people do. Those who complain about being broke and claim they can't afford travel can now win and transcend being poor, not only earning points and miles, but also accumulating significant cash back, cash from checking account bonuses, and so much more. Miles and points has changed my life having me rethink many of my assumptions about money, travel, banking, investing, the nature of reality, the meaning of life, and so much more. Prior to 2018, I never would have considered my upcoming three-part vacation to Las Vegas, Vancouver, and Alaska. I never would have taken a $6,000 business class flight to Italy, 
but I was happy to use about 160,000 Delta Sky Miles with a fair deal, F-A-R-E, to do it. I wouldn't have paid for a trip to Hawaii, but I was happy to use miles and points to visit. I never would have known about the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, probably. (laughs) The winds will continue. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Visit hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, read select episode transcripts, and schedule a free consultation. Support the show through Subscribestar, referral links, and buying from my eBay store. Find the show on many podcast platforms and YouTube where you can find bonus videos. Supporting me on Subscribestar will give you special perks, including a custom podcast episode, questions answered by upcoming guests, and monthly private one-on-one conversations delving into more advanced topics I don't openly discuss at length in podcast episodes. Visit meetup.com slash Philly Miles and Points to learn about greater Philadelphia travel, credit Miles and Points meetups I host in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. I hope to see you in person at a future event. Find a link in the show notes. I'll also be speaking at the upcoming Lake Tahoe Conference, ZorkFest, in October of 2023 which will include social events and sessions educating about miles, points, and gambling. Find more information at zorkfest.com. That's Z-O-R-K-F-E-S-T dot com. Listen to my other podcast, the Stoic Solutions Podcast, found at stoicsolutionspodcast.com. That's S-T-O-I-C, solutionspodcast.com. My podcast guests and I offer practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient tradition of Stoic philosophy from Greece and Rome. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.